0: With Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash credit card. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your 5-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
2: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know, they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension. Just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. The Volume.
0: Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code COLLIN so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, Go Low Podcast. Out and about. I actually recorded the podcast. And then some breaking news happened with the Saudi League, as we're going to call it. They like to refer to themselves as Live Golf, and I mean it was pretty nuts. It was a couple of things that I, I think we all saw first and foremost: a name that's missing from the leak. Uh, so we're gonna have to dive into that. I basically just scrapped what I originally talked to at Golopod. Is the Instagram slide up into those direct messages and get your question answered here on the show? Very very easy to do at Golopod. Slide up into the, uh, into the messages, the DMs, and get your questions answered here on the podcast. Well, I, the breaking news that just happened was Live Golf announced their crew. and I'm just pulling up a, a thread here just so I get the, the main names. But I think the number one takeaway I have from Liv's announcement, even bigger than Dustin Johnson, who is an enormous name, is there is no Phil Mickelson. There is no Phil Mickelson. So Phil, who went to bat for these guys, said all this crazy stuff, is now not taking part in the first event? His career has been derailed. We haven't seen him since who knows how long. Didn't show up at the Masters, hasn't been at the Players, wasn't at the PGA where he was the defending champion. One of the greatest players in the history of the sport. The second best player of basically the last 30 years. Is who who just has gotten taken to the woodshed, dragged through the mud for this entire thing, is not playing in the event. I I, I can't wrap my head around, and because Phil doesn't talk, we got no clue what's going on. He just missed the PJ Championship again, where he was the defending champion, and now he's not playing in the event. I, I the, honestly, Dustin Johnson's name that, that was a shocker. But we'll dive into why ultimately I think he did it. But the Phil, he went through all this. He's probably had one of the worst six months of his career. And now he's not in the event. I think that has to be the number one headline. head scratcher. And I would say the 1B headline. But I think it's pretty easy to rationalize this. I was coming back from Lake Tahoe on Tuesday. And I was listening to the No Laying Up podcast. And Tron had mentioned on the podcast, there were rumors out there of Dustin Johnson's payday. And the payday, and we had heard original numbers, 125, people were saying $150 million. Is it really that crazy for Dustin Johnson, who's closer to 40 than he is 35, who has already accomplished everything he can possibly accomplish on the PGA Tour. He's a major champion. He's got a win every year for basically a decade. He's made a ton of money. I think he's Won the second most amount of money on tour, beside Tiger and Phil. That if they gave him 150 million dollars, like to me, when I'm DJ, and eventually whenever I have to talk about this, and they ask why did you do it? Because I do think that's a fair thing. He's he's he'd go down as one of the greatest players in PGA Tour history. You could even argue he's underachieved a little bit, but he's he's truly one of the great players. I think he's easily one of the best players of the last couple of decades. Major champion. He's gonna host. He's gonna be at the Masters dinner the rest of his life. Why he did this. And I think his response should just be: they gave me 150 million dollars. What? They gave me 150 million or 150 or 130 or 160, whatever the amount is, I would come out and just be completely honest. Because I don't think anyone will say anything after he says that. Because I, I think that's the Trump card. They gave me 147 million dollars. And here's the kicker, everybody. They direct deposited a hundred of it into my account yesterday. So I opened up my account and I've made whatever, $75 million on tour. And I had a hundred million dollars in my bank account. Cause Taylor Gooch is another name. I, I've been gambling on Taylor Gooch. I think he's one of the better young players, kind of this up and coming guy on tour. He's gonna, you know, he, to me, he's, he's just a really, really good player. He's 35 in the uh, official golf world rankings. And he's on there. I think if people knew how much the Saudi League offered Taylor Gooch to go play golf in these live events, people would be like, what? I would have gone too. There's a chance, and I'm just guessing, I don't have the information, that Taylor Gooch got more money going if if he... if And the, the rule is like, he could play in one event, not pay, who knows? I, I don't know he's been paid or not. But I think there's a chance, because if you're a guy like Taylor Gooch, why would you risk it? And it could just be as simple as, the cash. They gave me the bag. What was Nick Saban saying about Texas A&M? They're paying everyone more money than every other school. Well, Taylor Gooch, if they gave him, let's just pick a number, $60, 70000000 million. A couple weeks ago, the Denver Nuggets general manager, technically might have been the president, whatever, Tim Conley, went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They gave him like $8 million a year and equity in the club. So people are like, why would you leave Nikola Jokic? You got this good young team. Everyone's under contract. Because they gave me $8 million in equity in the basketball team. If I'm Taylor Gooch, why would I go and risk? I I could have a fantastic PGA Tour career. They gave me $50 million. Because a lot of times, they have been being turned down by everyone on the tour. So a guy like Taylor Gooch says yes. His number, he has some leverage. Maybe he asked for a little bit more, and maybe he got it. Because to me, obviously Phil not showing up, crazy. DJ going, a little crazy just because he said he was staying on the PGA Tour, but I think it's fair to say they gave him an astronomical amount of money. Aaron Rodgers got $150 million. DJ might have just got $150 million. So those are the two big stories. And to me, the Gooch name stands out. Because he's a good, young, ascending player. And I think it's fair to say it's pretty black and white why he probably left. They cut him generational money. And if you're just open and honest with it, the media is going to crush you for doing business with these people. Tell how much they're paying you. That, to me, is much more understandable by the common guy. The media doesn't dictate what we all feel. They just give us their opinions. But if DJ can come out and say, they gave me $175 million. If Taylor Gooch comes out and says, listen, guys, they gave me $37 million for this year. <laughs> people are like, yeah, I would have gone too. <laughs> totally understand. Because all the other names, the Nas, the Garcias, the Louis, the Lee Westwoods, like we know those guys have been going forever. Who cares? That's my simple reaction. Who cares? Phil not playing, bizarre. DJ and Gooch got paid. And Gooch, I think, benefited. You know, DJ was going to cost him a shitload of money no matter what. But Gooch, because all these other guys, the JTs, the Morikawa's, the Roms, the, the, the elite like top 20 guys, the Kepkas, keep turning them down. Bryson, don't accept their money. His number goes up. So originally, if Taylor Gooch only going to cost them a couple million, well, if he's their third best player, and really when you factor in age, him and DJ are clearly the best group, right? I mean, two guys under, I mean, I think, I don't know if Taylor Gooch is, I would guess, I'll look it up right now, he is 23, maybe 25, Taylor Gooch is, he's a little older than I thought. Okay, he's 30. I was a, Maybe he's a little older than I thought, but still 30 years old. I guess he's been, he left Oklahoma State in 2014. But yeah, I mean, money, money talk shit walks. Been saying this for a while. Uh, and now, I mean, how do we watch this thing? Will we watch? Probably not. But at least we have some clarity on this never-ending story. Let's react to what just happened over the weekend, and it ended up in a playoff with the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler versus Sam Burns, who's won four times since May 11, May 11th in 2021. So basically, in a year period, he's won four times. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler has won four times this year. They've combined won eight tournaments. Obviously, Scotty, you win the Masters, that's a bigger deal than, you know, that's as good as it gets. But Sam Burns has won some legitimate golf tournaments. Winning this that weekend or last on Sunday at Colonial is a very, very impressive win. And I, I, I don't think we, you know, we understand it. And golf's unique, right? Because it's not two teams, right? In football, you win or you lose, in baseball, you win or you lose. In golf, you can have an unreal week and finish sixth. You can have an awesome week and finish eighth. Like Mito Pereira said, when he blew it on Sunday at the PJ Championship, his goal that week was to make the cut. You would never go into an NFL game and be like, you know our goal is to score a touchdown. Just We just want seven points on the board. That's basically like to make the cut. It's just like, just get to the weekend, right? Where in golf, if you're playing really poorly, making a cut's a big deal. You saw the stat that went around this weekend with Justin Thomas, who had the longest cut streak going of 25 straight events right that he had played in. And Tiger's number is like 142. It puts it in perspective how stupid that is. Honestly, I commend and give JT a lot of credit for still playing at Colonial. Once I won the PGA Championship, I'm sorry. I'm probably going on a weak bender and hanging out. But it's pretty clear. A lot of guys love that course. It's you know it's just an old school. I love a good old school country club. The tree lines. Uh, I I love watching the tournament. And it clearly gets very hard when the wind pumps. But these two guys are just winners. (laughs) And, And like you can be really, really, really good at golf. Tony Finau, Xander, some of these guys, and they just don't win very often. Hell, for a long period of time, Tony really didn't really have a win. But Puerto Rico Open, which let's face it, most of us don't really take that seriously. Will Zalatoris, who is just the most incredible major player, not named like Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas, cannot win. But every single major is like, yeah, he's going to be in the top three. <laughs> I mean, it's just, he, he puts on clinics. He was just in the, the, it's crazy what he's doing. It's insane what Will Zalatoris is doing. But he's never won a tournament. Like he's never won a PGA golf tournament. And we said it forever with Ricky. Now, listen, Ricky Fowler was when you're the face of the sport and face would be strong because once Tiger, you know, aged out a little bit for like the first half of the 2010s, Jordan and Rory were, I would say, obviously much more accomplished, but every bit of the face of golf. But Ricky Fowler was right there, but he was not winning. Ricky Fowler has five career wins, five. And, and like these two guys both already have four. And Ricky Fowler's had an incredible career. You go to his, his, uh, his success at major championships, all the top fives, several top twos, like he, and he's made a ton of money. He is very, very successful professional golfer who just couldn't really win relative to his talent and relative to how often he was in the mix. And you know what? Ricky's not alone. A lot of guys fall under the category of a Ricky Fowler. Three, four wins, had excellent careers, banked a ton of cash. But, like, not everyone's Justin Thomas or D- Dustin Johnson or Rory McElroy. Hell, even Kepka, for a long period of time, it was like, you know, Kepka's four majors and six career wins. It was like not adding up. It was like, what kind of ratio is this? Now, he's won more since, you know, he won. Uh, the waste management. Uh, what was it in 2021 when he chipped in on 17? But you look at Kepka. You don't look at a guy. You honestly, you look at a guy with like 18 wins. That's how we view him because the major championships, let's face it, are viewed as multiple wins. Like once you win a major, especially a U.S. Open, it feels like you. If you have two U.S. Opens, it feels like you've won eight tournaments. Right, The w- the way we talk about you, and rightfully so. But think how often guys that can't get over the hump and win a major, because Sam Burns is winning a major. Scotty Scheffler is going to win another major. He Scotty Scheffler, when you watch, I, I was watching, it was either Friday or Saturday, it is just that there's no one on tour that plays quite like him. His feet are flying everywhere. Balls are flying all, all over the place. Jordan Spieth's got kind of some of that. Can pump balls into trees, can hit balls over greens. And then you look up, you're like, this dude just shot two under. I, I just watched like the last seven holes. It felt like it, it was like I was watching myself. Sam Burns to me is a little bit more, feels like a high level PGA golfer. Obviously, Scotty is, but my point is the way he gets it around the course. Now, when Scotty's on, I mean, he puts on a clinic, but he, what Scotty can do a lot like Speeth is it can be like, God, they, they don't have it today. And they shoot one under par. And to me that's the difference of guys that are just consistently winning. Like when he does not have his A stuff, he can win. And I mean he easily could have won that turn. Honestly, when the day started and I was uh I was headed to go bar hop on Memorial Day weekend in Lake Tahoe, I was like I, I bet Scotty's going to win this thing by several shots and my Davis Riley bet doesn't have a chance. And then all of a sudden, you know, Scotty just kind of hit the skids, Davis Riley birdies like three holes in a row. I'm like, I'm going to hit this thing. 45 to 1. And then, you know, I wasn't watching, but following on my phone, he pumps one out of bounds. Clearly, a lot of guys were blowing up. I think Harold Varner uh, shot 45 on the back nine after being tied for the lead with nine holes left. Like, that's pretty crazy. Like, this is the PGA Tour, not, you know, your local country club with guys like me and you. But I I think these two guys are just incredibly impressive, you know, to win at this level. I mean, I love, I'm a big Tony Finau fan, big fan of his game. I think he's coming on right now. But, like, is he ever going to have four wins in his career? You know, the, I mean, both these guys, what would you say? There? They feel a little bit Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. Like, you just look at their resumes by the time they got to, like, their late 20s. Now, Jordan had the majors, but just, you know, double-digit winners. And both guys probably, when their careers are over, are going to have 25 PJ Tour wins, who knows, maybe more. I think it's fair to say Justin Thomas is going to win four or five majors. Speith probably get another one, maybe a couple. I mean, they're going to be two of the more accomplished U.S. players. Like these guys have a chance to kind of be the light version of that. If you told me Sam Burns wins a couple majors in his career, ends up with 13 wins. Scotty Scheffler wins four majors and ends up with, you know, 18 wins. Like that, that's kind of the vibe that I feel with these guys. I, I honestly have more confidence watching Scotty Scheffler and Morikawa it, it's his iron play speaks for itself but I, I i just if i had to bet on one guy like moving forward i would take Scotty Scheffler over Morikawa uh, other stuff this weekend i mean the memorial i'm going to bet on Will Zalatoris uh, i just think like this guy to me he clearly plays well the bigger the events and for a non major obviously the players i would put above this but this usually maybe riv Feels like one of the biggest non majors of the year. Just Jack, the milkshakes, the the history of the guys that have won at this course. And he's so close. It's so crazy how we speak about this guy. I mean, we speak about him not that far away from like Sam Burns and Scotty Sheffer. And those guys have eight wins in the last 18 months. Zalatoris has zero wins, but it's going to happen. And more than likely, if I was a betting man, I would say Will Zalatoris' first career win is not going to come at a major. Though, he's always in the mix, so the law averages, like, eventually, he's just going to have the lowest score. But I like Will Zalatoris this week. And if you can get Will Zalatoris at, like, 28, 30 to 1, uh, that th- that's going to be my play. I am also, one strategy I'm going to have, I'm going to bet on Davis Riley every single week until the guy wins a tournament. Because you know what? He's going to win a tournament. Davis Riley, a lot like Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler several years ago, once upon a time, a guy like Xander or Patrick Cantlay, that's what he feels. There's a blue chip guy from Alabama. Watch him take one swing. You'll go, oh, my God, is that the perfect golf swing? Uh, I I was texting with my buddy, Scotty Raber, who's close with Spencer Levine, who played with him on the Corn Ferry Tour. And just was like, thinks the guy's a stud. And Spencer Levine p- played on the PGA Tour for almost a decade, so he, he knows what it looks like. This guy's coming. Now, it, it's hard to win on the PGA Tour. Just look at Harold Varner, right? You get so close, and it's hard to get over the hump. Things go wrong, but I, I, I'm betting big on this guy. I, I don't know much about him, beside from a gambling standpoint, and obviously just watching him. It's not like I've been on this guy for you know two years now. But I've been riding him like the last three or four months and, and just following him on a week-to-week basis. Dude is a player. Absolute stud. Uh, one, when I went to Arizona last year and I spent like a week, the best part about going to Arizona in the summer, if you like the heat, I, I, I don't mind 110 degrees. I, I don't mind 112 degrees. I would much rather be in 110 degrees than I would 30 degrees. When you go to Arizona... Uh, in the summer, golf prices on the public golf courses are really cheap. You can play the sweetest public golf courses beside TPC Scottsdale, which still costs you 250 But in the winter, it costs you 380 Greyhawk, it, I played last year, two rounds at Greyhawk, $70 a pop. Where in the winter, if you went in January, I'm pretty sure it's like close to $300. And the college championships going on there right now, it is an awesome course. It I, I love this event. Uh, and I, it's not like I, I don't follow college golf like I would college football. So I don't know. Besides, I know Cole Hammer just because he's been in the mix for a while. And several years ago when it was like Hovland and, and Wolf. But for the most part, I couldn't tell you, you know, who the sweet players are in college golf and who they're not. Right? The guy's like, I'm betting on this guy. Like, I, I'm not pretending to be that deep into the weeds on this. But I love this event. And I, I'm going to watch the hell out of it the next couple of days. I love the golf course. Uh, it's just a cool place. If you ever get a chance to be in Scottsdale, especially over the summer, I, I would highly recommend playing Got 2 It's got 36 holes. When I played it, one of, I think, the courses, the one, actually the one where they played the national championship, was under renovation. Renovation, so I played the other one. But the range is cool. Uh, it's I think it's Isabella's is a restaurant, Phil Mickelson's restaurant. And it's just... It's a very, very cool place. Got music on, on the... The range is awesome. I mean, the range is massive. Beats playing on the range. And uh, I think Gary McCord might be a teacher there. Uh, I, I just... I really, really enjoyed that place and would highly recommend it to anybody. Step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can place their first PGA Tour bet risk-free And if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a range of betting options like outright winners, head-to-head matchups, nationality props, and so much more. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. So go low this summer and bet on the PGA Tour. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code Colin to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Remember, use the promo code Colin to get this special offer today. FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 533 42 Arizona 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org chat Connecticut 1 800 gambler or visit fanduel.com RG. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia 1 877 770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee redline 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net,
1: West Virginia.
0: or where you are in life you'll feel special with discover learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply okay back at it again it just we're in the uh we're just in golf season and uh, the mo- memorials coming up and my man Jason Sobel wrote about it has his picks you can hear him every week Monday through Wednesday on Sirius XM two to four uh, as well as obviously on the Action Network, writing, talking about golf, podcasting about golf, and uh, from sources say that he's headed to a pretty incredible guys weekend to play a little golf uh, this coming up weekend, so I, I, I am very, very jealous, Sobel. Yeah,
2: usually people are like, oh man, are you going to the tournament this weekend?" it's like, nah, I, well, I'm not going this week because, yeah, I've got a really good buddies trip coming up, An an underrated, underappreciated gem that is as good as it gets. Can't
0: wait. Well, that's awesome. uh Speaking of last weekend, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, it's pretty crazy when I I was just writing down for the podcast, just their accomplishments, obviously eight wins, basically since the middle of May last year, uh, Mm -hmm. they they seem to be obviously really good friends. Uh, you know, what's crazy is now Ricky finished. He had so many top fives in major, so it's, but his wins, like he has five career wins and and these two young American guys are, it feels like both of them are going to double that right, in their careers, if they stay healthy. What do you just make of these two players? And just, yeah, I, I wrote down, I, I'm not saying they're going to get to this level. And obviously Jordan, you know, had a pretty transcendent couple of years, but kind of the Jordan JT thing. I mean, these guys are winners, you know, and that's something in mm-hmm. golf that just, it's hard to do. You You don't need to win to make a lot of money. We see a lot of rich guys on tour that don't win at, at clips like this.
2: You know, it's funny, John, coming into this year, I did a bunch of, Would you rather type pieces where I put similar types of players, similar levels of players against each other and kind of went through and said, all right, if you only have one guy for the whole year, who are you taking? I think I put Rom against Morikawa, I put JT against Rory. Um, Guys like that. And so I put Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, two good buddies, like you mentioned, up against each other. At the time, Burns had two wins, but we all knew Scotty had a ton of potential. And I went through and kind of matched them up. I said, look, this one is very, very, very close. I think I went Sam Burns at the time, and look, it's impossible. There's nothing Sam Burns can do for the rest of the year. Where we go, yeah, he had a better year than Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler's got a green jacket. It doesn't matter what Sam Burns does. Maybe, maybe give him a U.S. Open and a Claret Jug, and we can start talking a little bit and at least have the conversation. But for now, Scotty Scheffler's number one player in the world. He has a green jacket, and he's won four times. That's enough. That said, Sam Burns is not that far behind him. And it wouldn't surprise me, John, whether it's the next six months or a year or two years or whatever it might be, however long the long-term situation here is that uh, Sam Burns is at least in the same stratosphere of status as Scotty Scheffler is for years and years to come. I I really think he's
0: that good. Well, like Morcow, for example, and obviously he's won two majors. Yeah. But uh, man, you listen, I'm not taking anything away from TPC Harding. That that's field was stacked. He caught some guys, but there weren't fans there. I mean, you just yeah. like, we just watched the PGA last week. It just feels a little different. But but we all agree Markel was a stud. But these two guys are playing way better than he is right now, right? I mean, I mean, in, right now, in my opinion, sure. I mean, I think both these two guys are top two Americans just going right now. Obviously, one guy's the number one player in the world. But Sam, just the the clip that he's winning at is just is mind blowing.
2: How about the fact? How's this one, John? One of these players is already qualified for the 2022 U.S. President's Cup team. Which one is it? Burns. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Isn't that weird? Is it it safe to say Scotty's a lock as well, though? I think (laughs) Scotty
2: has an outside shot of making the team. I I think he's going to be okay. By the way, I would be very surprised if at least for a couple of matches, those guys aren't partners at Quail Hollow later this year. It just seems like, hey, they like each other, both good young players. Neither one, because Scotty's only played in the Ryder Cup before, and and Sam Burns has never played in a professional team competition like this. So it's not like either one of them has sort of, quote-unquote, their guy. It's not like, okay, Cantley's got Shoffley, and Spieth has JT, and they've all kind of paired up already. You would think that Scheffler and Burns – being good friends, their games should complement each other. Uh, the U.S. might have another team for the next 10, 15 years that 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 goes together. Right? And, and you know what? A year from now, and maybe less, it, it might even be this year, but at some point we're going to say, Will Zalatoris and Davis Riley are absolutely going to be a, a President's Cup and Ryder Cup duo for years to come as well. It seems like it's just outlined for them for the future.
0: Well, he's another guy, and I, I had a little juice on him last week. Riley feels, I mean, his swing is just absolutely perfect. Uh, You know, when you can get him at these 50, 60, I know we talked last week, he was a little higher, but this week he's kind of hovering around the 50 to one like Burns and Scheffler for earlier in their career. You just got to gamble on these guys. I saw a stat that if you bet a hundred dollars, the last 28 events of Sam Burns, you would be up. 800 Eight hundred or eighty-five hundred dollars, right? Just yeah, because yeah. I mean, and now those numbers are going to come down. But looking at this week, I, I know you took John Rom, who had the weird thing happen last last mm-hmm. year, and this this field's legit, and obviously top players typically win this event. Sell me on John Rom because I'm a I, I'm off the scent right now.
2: Are you really? Yeah. I look. I, I just think that there's there's more to it from a narrative perspective than there is from the actual play recently we know john can he can show up any week at any event and play his best golf this is a place that he loves the ball striking has been fantastic here yeah the short game's not great the putter has not been terrific this year but i think there's a sense of unfinished business for rom i get it there's a happy ending after all this last year two weeks later handled it really well in front of the media And the public wound up winning the U.S. Open. Okay, all's well that ends well, but he's going to get back there to Muirfield Village this week and feel like he's got some work left to do to finish that off and to go out and and essentially go out and and get that victory that he thinks maybe isn't owed to him from last year, but he thinks he – he probably should have had. He was kicking their ass. He
0: was, he ass. I mean, He's he
2: was- by six. Look, we're straight off two weeks where guys uh one who were seven shots back, trailing by a touchdown, going into wow. Sunday. So it's 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 tough to say it was a done deal that John Rob absolutely was going to win, being up six. But uh, yeah, probably he was number one in the world. He, he was probably going to win that, and so uh, the fact that it was taken away from him and, and John says, look, I, you know, they shouldn't have bent the rules for me. I understand it. Uh, it's disappointing, but I get it. But the fact that he's, he's got something to go out there and prove something to play for this week that that puts me on wrong. That's it. There is one top tier player that as the week is progressing, uh, I'm liking more and more John and I might be on him more than Rom by the time. Who, who's who's that morning? Victor Hovland. Why is that? Doesn't have a great record here. 47th and a 48th and two previous starts it just feels like a victor hovland golf course a lot of mid and long irons into the greens that's his specialty look i I am off hovland anytime uh you're gonna miss a lot of greens Uh, a place like colonial last week i didn't think was a good spot for him with those small greens he's going to have to get better at chipping before we start looking at him at places like that but one where uh, iron play is so important and T to green play is so important. Uh, I think Hovland's a really nice play. And it also feels like, you know, he's sort of at the same point of his career where Patrick Cantley was when he won for the first time back in 2019 here, where Bryson DeChambeau was when he won for the first time here. It, it just feels like Victor Hovland Kind of could use that one big sort of stepping stone victory to get him to the major championship. So I'll, I'll have a decent Hovland investment this week as well. Uh, two,
0: two names that you, you had mentioned in your in your piece, Hideki, uh, you know, I yep. think is a is a course fit. I mean, anytime that he's if he's playing well, he can win anywhere. And, and Max Homa, who you know, tough golf courses we've talked about previously. And, you know, another guy, and I know you like this guy coming up for the U.S. Open. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be, and I would imagine he's going to be heavily gambled this week as Shane Lowry when you talk about mid to yeah. long iron play, right? Uh, of those three, who, who, would you, who would you take? Like, how would you rank those three? I mean, like, ask me to pick through my
2: children right now and, and figure out who the, my favorite is. Uh, Shane Lowry is on, on top of my list. I, I've had this happen so many times over the years because you're right, John. I, I love him for the U.S. Open in two weeks. I can't tell you how many times I had a guy all teed up. I, I'm ready to go with him. Love him for the major championship. And then in his last start, two weeks beforehand, goes out and plays some great golf. He essentially peaks two weeks too early. And then you either look like you're just taking a chalky play, or you don't want to even want to play him because the number gets too short to really play it. And so Shane Lowry is about as short as I want to play him right now. Uh, if he gets any shorter, I'm not going to like him nearly as much for the U S open, but, I do think that he's going to be a good play this week. Hideki is probably next on my list. Look, Hideki's gone through a two-month stretch where uh, he's been the toughest elite-level player to figure out. He went and withdrew from the Players' Championship with a neck and a back injury, went to the Valero Texas Open, played one round, withdrew with the same injury, then went to the Masters to defend his title from last year, and we said, okay, stay away from Hideki. He's hurt. He's not playing great. Goes and finishes in 14th place. And so, okay, well, now maybe we're greenlight Hideki. But then he doesn't play for five weeks. Comes back at the at and by Ron Nelson. And you're like, all right, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? Why wasn't he playing? Stay away from Hideki. Finishes in third place. At that point, all systems go. PGA Championship the next week. Let's get on Hideki. He finishes in 60th place. Now we think, all right, I don't know. He's been all over the place, bouncing back and forth. Really hard to figure out. Finally, I'm back on him. He won this event in 2014. Has a few other really good results. And then I go up to Max Homa, and all Homa does is win when he's in contention. He's only got six career top five finishes, but four of those are victories. I feel like Homa is sort of playing with house money at this point right now, where he knows that whatever's whatever's taken away from whatever whatever event he goes to, if he doesn't win, it's well, I got two wins already this season. I've got four in my career. Everything's looking up. It's only good things coming from Max Homa. And so I, I do think that betting on a guy who's playing with house money is usually a pretty good idea because those guys can play with, A little less fear out there, and that's where he's at in his game right now. You
0: know, we talked a lot about Scheffler and Burns, and obviously the success they've had, and you know, clearly going to be President Cup guys. I wouldn't put Homa quite on their tier, but the gap isn't as wide. Like, yeah, I I mean, is Homa to you a President Cup guy? Is he a future Ryder Cup guy? I mean, to me, it's if you told me in the next ten years does Max Homa win a major, and gave me pretty good odds, I would take. I would bet on Max Homa to probably win a major in his career.
2: It's very close as far as President's Cup this year. You really need, I mean, this is like trying to pick a guy for it's not gonna
0: be easy the for the NBA get, All-Star yeah, game. It's, it's like,
2: well, he's not necessarily a snub if he doesn't make it, it's just it's a numbers game. And so you can't have 15 guys on a 12 man team and say, Hey, they're all worthy of it. I mean, we do this every year with Kevin Kisner and Billy Horschel and Kevin Na, where we go, Man, those guys are bulldogs and they're so good at match play. How are they not on the team? And then you start looking at the team one through twelve, and you go, Oh. That's how they're not on the team. There's a lot of other really good players. And so I, I'm not meaning this at all to say that Max Homa isn't worthy because he is. I just need to sit down and look at the team because you go from, all right, we've got Scotty, we've got Sam Burns, we've got JT, we've got Jordan, we've got Can'tley, we've got Xander. That's that's six right off the bat. And, and I'm probably missing a couple. Well, I mean, I, you know, more, more cow
0: is going to be on more it. More cow.
2: There we go. I, how could I forget him? There, I mean, there's... There's going to be guys that now, kept this healthy, is Kepka making it? Zalatoris, I think, is a generational ball-striking talent. I absolutely put him on that team. <sighs> is Dustin Johnson getting on that team? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot to look at. So it's, it's less about, hey, do I like Max Homan, and think he should be on the team? Yeah, of course. Do I think he should be on the team over the 12 guys that are ranked ahead of him? I can, I can look at the world ranking right now and see where he's ranked as far as American players. And I'm not sure that, you know, let's see. Can we do this real quick, John? As as we're talking right now, let's see if we can. Well, Bryson was a
0: guy that felt like a generation lock and the injuries, you know, he's derailed. You know, he's kind of fallen off, right? Because he hasn't played.
2: Right. So homos ranked 28th in the world for the Americans above him. We've got Scotty, Markawa, JT, Cantley, Burns, Jordan, Spieth, Zander. DJ, Zalatoris, Finao, Horschel, Kepka, Bryson, Damn. Harris English. That's 14 players ranked above him right now. Now, is Harris English going to make a team no. over him this year? No. Is Brooks Kepka? Maybe, maybe not. Is Billy Horschel? It's probably kind of close. He's got Daniel Berger and Cameron Young right behind him. I, I might take one or both of those guys over Max Homo right now. It's really, really close.
0: Tony Finau is kind of flying under the radar right now, playing a lot better. He's he, He's been a lot better. And one guy, you you talked about uh, Hovland, liking him this week. Does Zalatoris yeah. kind of fall under that too, of like a guy yeah. that just needs a big win, playing well? He plays well in these yes. big events. I, I'm looking at his, on FanDuel, 26 to 1. I mean, it's one day he wins a couple tournaments, those numbers are going to start going to like 15 to 1, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I agree with 26 six pretty first high, first all, though, did- for a guy that's never won. <laughs> Did you even see Tony Finau last week? Never saw him hit a shot. Never. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I'm still not sure he was actually at Colonial. They just gave him the backdoor top five finish. I'm like, well, good for him. I I didn't see him there, but good for him. Uh, yeah, Zalatoris is the guy. look. I get that people look at his putting stroke. And go, uh, he misses some three or four footers. He he also puts himself with a lot of birdie chances the way he hits the ball. I, I'm telling you, he hits the ball as good as just about anybody out there in the entire world right now i mean you could put his iron game up there with jt and morikawa and he might come out on top quite frankly he is that good and so if you're just not playing him because you don't think the is gonna hold up that's a bad reason if you're not playing him because you think 26 to 1 is too short for a guy who keeps getting chances playing against big fields and hasn't won yet okay i i can understand that rationale but he's going to win golf tournaments he's that good he's 14 in the world by the end of this year, uh, he's going to be seventh or eighth. He really is. He's that good.
0: Oh right, Well, last name, just because I see him on the betting board. This guy's also, you know, playing pretty good. He's turning the season around as Patrick Reed. You know, just, yeah. you know, this is a guy when you can get 45, 50 to one. Right now, he's 48 to one. Just it wouldn't stun you if he just wins a tournament this year, right? I mean, and you just get a guy with this credentials, with those odds, pretty good. So I'm going to lump two guys together here because I like both of them in the mid-tier. In fact,
2: the other guy I like a little bit more. But Keegan Bradley is right there, what, 55, 60 to 1 this week? And Reed's right around 65?
0: Yeah, I got, I got Reed at 48 and Keegan at 65 on FanDuel.
2: Okay, there we go. I, I think there's some other books that have that reversed a little bit. But I like Keegan a lot. Keegan is a guy, kind of like Zalatoris, where people say, ah, he can't putt. He's actually putting better than... The average on the PGA Tour so far this season. And so the putter's not been terrible whatsoever. And then you put him with Reed. Reed's been hitting the ball a lot better since he switched drivers. It looks a lot better off the tee. And the thing with both these guys, and the reason why I'm lumping them together is the fact that we know they can win big tournaments. Yeah. There are other players who are somewhere in the 50 to 65 to 1 range. And you look at him, you go, That guy's never won before, or he's only won once before. I'm not sure that I want to put my money on him. We know with both of these guys, they've won major championships. They're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to be um, worried about getting their names on top of the leaderboard on a Sunday afternoon and trying to stay there. These guys, when they're playing their best golf, they've proven that they can close out events. And so those are the guys that in the mid-tier I like betting on because they've been there, done that. You're not hoping for a -a
0: once-in-a-lifetime Type of
2: victory this week
0: uh, I hear you well, uh, I, I might dab a little bit on Keegan Bradley, definitely for a top five or something this this week, yeah. probably good odds, yeah well, so e- enjoy your uh you know your trip to Augusta this weekend, um, <laughs> and uh, we will talk. we got a major season right around the corner, so we'll t- talk next week and react to the memorial and uh th- don't have too much fun, Don't have too much fun.
2: It's probably not Augusta <laughs> for the listeners out there, but I'll, I'll just let that linger and let them think it might
0: be.
1: Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better. To essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. can Can't Hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what... Any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts, for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only exclusions apply. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's go to the, uh, at Golopod mailbag. At Golopod mailbag. Very easy to get involved. Just go to that Instagram and, uh, fire in the DMs. Very, very, very simple. Let's start with Ryan. Question for the Golopod. I heard you talking about how you play golf by yourself from time to time. As someone who doesn't always have people to play with, I've considered doing the same, but I'm also pretty introverted. So I don't really want to play with randoms if I don't have to. When you play by yourself, do you ask to go out solo or do you usually join another group? If you go solo, do you play more than one ball? So if I if I go to the course and I did this to public courses and because uh, I would find public courses, the couple places I went in Napa, Chardonnay and Eagle Vines, I, I could usually get out there and it'd be pretty open. So I was always going to be able to play by myself. I joined a club within the last month and a half. And I'll just go out there sometimes on an afternoon and just play golf by myself and walk. Now, if I want to get a real score, I will try not to hit two balls. But every once in a while, if you screw up, I will play my first ball, but I will hit second balls. And the one way I'm able to do this is I just usually bring like my uh, my Bose Bluetooth uh, connector to my phone. So I'll have a podcast of music going just kind of me nature. You know, some people like to fish by themselves. Some people can go hunt by themselves. I have no problem playing golf by myself. Uh, it's obviously I'd like playing with my friends more, but I could easily play once or twice a week, definitely nine holes, but I, I can do 18. I probably do 18 maybe once a week if I'm going to walk because it is, it does take you a little time, that's a long time. Just be out there by yourself. But if it's a nice day, I don't mind it. Now, will I join a random group? I'm not opposed to it at the country club. at the It's a little riskier on the public golf courses because I, I'm not. I mean, I'm a four handicap. Now, some days I could shoot 88, but I, I don't want to play with shitty golfers. You know, so I at least when you know who you're playing with, you know what their level is. Now, it all depends. If you're a 20 handicap, you don't mind playing with whoever. But if you're a decent golfer, you don't want to play with bad players. Sounds a little snobby, I guess. But like, if you're a hunter, you don't want to go with a guy that's never shot a gun. If my dad was a big fly fisherman, he wouldn't want to go fishing on a nice river with a dude that didn't know how to, you know, set up his rod and reel. So I, I just think you got to find your sweet spot. I enjoy playing golf by myself. I just, it just gets me outside, gets the sun on me. Uh, I, I can do it pretty easily. But I, some people, I know a lot of people that say they don't want it. This is from Icarus. Is Rory the Aaron of golf? Such an unbelievable talent, but can never really get over the hump. Now, the difference to me, Rory and Aaron, obviously winning, it's easier. If Aaron Rodgers was a golfer, he would have several majors. It's harder to win the Super Bowl because you have to depend on teammates, depend on coaches. Rory, four-time major champion, just has to depend on himself. I would say that Rory and Aaron do have some similarities, Uh, though their personalities, it feels like, are a little bit different. I feel like I would like Rory much more personally. (laughs) I feel like Rory, his friends would say, like, people love Rory McIlroy. I think Aaron can be a little hit or miss. Now, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the match is happening. Maybe Aaron's loosened up. But I, I would say Rory, the person, would be more like I'm trying to think of a of a cool young quarterback. I don't even know the comp. It feels like a Phillip Rivers, or, you know, just a guy Eli Manning, someone that everyone likes. Uh I, I would say though, I would put him in the same category as like two of the greatest all time talents we've ever seen. Like you watch them play golf and play quarterback, you're like, God, that looks cool, <laughs> you know. Now I, I defend Rodgers. Last year he blew it, the Niners game. He was not good enough. Uh, but it's he, Mike McCarthy was his head coach for a long period of time, so it's not. And their defense hasn't always been great. If he if if it, if he it was an individual sport, I think Rodgers would have like Rory several majors. If he was a tennis player, he'd have grand slams. You know what I mean. Sort of goes across both sports you cover. During your time as a scout with the Eagles, did you have a chance to play some rounds with former players or coaches and front office guys? And if so, any surprise you with their game? Big fan of the go low. It's a nice change of pace from some of the other golf podcasts. I did not. Now, I most, you know, Sean McDermott, Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, these guys weren't playing golf. I did play with other scouts we would go play. We, we had this access to this country club in New Jersey that we could go play for free. Maybe it cost us $10. I don't totally remember, but we definitely had access to go play golf. So I would go play with some of my buddies. But I have n- I never played golf when I worked in the NFL with like, you know, Howie Roseman or Jeffrey Lurie or anything like that. But I, I definitely played with some, uh, most of the younger scouts. When I was there, I mean, I was the lowest guy in the totem pole. I, I wasn't really running in those circles. So you just, you just hung out with the other scouts. you know. It's like being on the practice squad or whatever. You just hang out with the practice If you're on the practice squad, you're not hanging out with Debo Samuel and Dak Prescott probably, right? Uh, but I would now. If any executives listening to this want to go play some golf, I'm game. <laughs> I am game. Uh, just so you know, I picked Zalatoris, and I know you're riding with JT, so may the best man win. This was last week. I have Zalatoris this week. Just an FYI, the NFL used to be spot. They used to sponsor Payne Stewart. He would wear the colors of the nearest NFL team to the tournament location. I loved Payne Stewart when I was uh, the first golf tournament I ever went to. Uh, PGA tournament was the ninety ninety eight U.S. Open at Olympic Club. I went with my dad. And if you're my age or older, hole eighteen this it's a hard hole. But the way they had the pin cut. The balls were running off the green and it was like Lee Jansen, Payne Stewart. And there was just some legendary guys hit shots in the middle of the green and it ran off and ran all the way down. And I remember rooting for Payne Stewart so heavily in that tournament. Tiger was young. it was ninety-seven. No, it would have been 98. And Lee Jansen ended up winning it. And, uh, and yeah, Payne Stewart, I think the next year, 99, he beat Phil and uh, he won the U.S. Open at Pinehurst. Pinehurst. That's a course I can't wait to watch Pinehurst on television and the pros play it. I think also LA Country Club next year, the U.S. Open, is going to look really sweet. I don't understand, though, why Major League Baseball or the NFL... I guess at the time, the NFL was just trying to, you know, why wouldn't you? But, like, what does Major League Baseball get for sponsoring Sebastian Munoz or Cam Young? I get why they would do it. If someone would give you money, then I would take it, too. But I I, I do think... uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I wonder how much... I actually kind of like Cam Young this weekend, too. That guy's pretty good. A lot of, a lot of people in my DMs gave me a lot of credit for JT, the PJ Championship. I, I do feel a little like I, I got a little lucky there. He shanked it on hole six. He was seven shots back on Sunday at a major. And obviously, he is one of the best players of his generation. But I think even if we were sitting drinking beers, like he needed stuff out of his control, the guys to seriously come back to him, even if he played well. So that was one of my all-time, in, you know, in other sports in basketball and football, the backdoor covers. You know, it's one of those like you take a team plus eight and they're down forty points, and somehow in the fourth quarter they score like three touchdowns, and you cover. You're like, I have no clue how we did this. I would say specifically in football, it happens on the on the onside kick. When the onside kick, the dude on the other team, like no one touches him and he runs it back and you cover a spread. That's happened to me before. You you just feel like he's very, very lucky. I I don't view JT, the best bet I've ever made in golf is JT to win the players two years ago. Because he was 20 to one I put $100, won $2,000. And he went out and won the tournament, like dominated. And I think it was Saturday when he had like one of the best rounds of his life, I think his caddy told his dad, I remember after on Saturdays like, that's the best ball striking round I've ever seen. So like I, that, I felt Dustin Johnson to uh, to win the Masters. When would that have been? The fall one. I also had, I put $500 on him to top five and that paid like three to one or something. I remember that was a pretty big hit. So I won him, I bet him to win and I bet him to top five and uh, that felt good. But the JTPJ Championship, I'll be the first. Like I, I feel a little lucky on that one. A little bailed out. Will, HV, will HV3 will hv ever learn how to finish? Would Jordan Brand still be HV3 biz if he went to live? You think Xavier Perez will still be the Puma Cobra the time he has his card? I don't know much about Xavier Perez. Is he one of the better young guys? HV3 shot 45 on the back nine. 45. He was tied for the lead going into the back nine. Tied for the lead. And then he shot 45 uh, I, I'm rooting for him. I, I'm a I'm a Harold Varner fan. I don't know who isn't. He seems like one of the more likable guys on tour. I don't know the answer to that question about Jordan Brand and if he went to Saudi League. The, as of recording this, the Saudi League has not announced anything. They keep claiming they're going to announce, they're going to announce, they're going to announce. Then they never announced. It, it's a little bizarre. After listening to your pod last week, are you finally seeing that Rom is a bit overrated, or do you think he is just in a funk? You've been talking him up like he's the next Tiger Woods and all-time great in the making. The guy is nowhere to be found in contention yet again. I personally see a lot of Sergio Garcia in him. Loads of talent, but is his own worst enemy. Now, I like his chances at the next two majors, but hasn't lived up to the 7 to 9 to 1 odds all year. I agree. He is. This has been an underwhelming season for him, given the expectations. I thought coming into this season, John Rahm win a major in like two other tournaments and be in the mix to be the player of the year. Kind of do what like Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler did. But he's not, <clears throat> he's been bad. I, I actually think him and Colin Morikawa, given the level of expectation for both guys, have had underwhelming seasons. I, I you know, and it's golf's really hard. And you, you don't get, we don't give you that much credit for top fives and top tens when you're a player. Like we want him to win. And I know he won the tournament in Mexico, but that field was a joke. But yeah, I mean, I, I hyped him up because I believed him and JT. But like JT, I just trust JT more. Something's off with Rom. And it might be like one thing JT, when you watched him at the PGA Championship, loved his body language. He's become very, very in control of his body language, I feel. The last, it might have just been the talk with Bones on Thursday night, or I mean, uh, Saturday night after he shot, I think, when he shoot? 74 on Saturday. It felt like he shot himself out of the tournament. And Bones told him, You can't be so hard on yourself. You got to relax a little bit. You're one of the best players. We're in contention every week. You need to chill. John Robb gets very, very pissed off. Listen, I would consider myself from like 10 years old to 35 years old, a major hothead. I really struggled with my emotions. Maybe maybe more early 30s, like 32, 33. I would say the last three, four years of my life, I have gotten... And I, listen, I snap every once in a while. I've gotten a lot better of not... having things irritate me. I'm even talking big things with work, financial stuff, and I have been infinitely more successful controlling my emotions. I think it's very, very difficult. He is not playing linebacker. He's playing golf. He can't get so angry all the time and expect to dominate. And it's why I think he's just, something's off. I watch him and he feels pissed off more than normal. And I, I do think his talent is elite. I've heard Pat Perez talk about it. Like who plays with him all the time at Silverleaf. They're not even Tiger talked about it. They clearly hit it off at the Masters. Like John Rahm is the real deal, talent wise. But like that doesn't always translate. And in golf, th- there's nothing wrong to me with getting mad after a bad shot or getting screwed on a bad bounce. Like that happens. It's golf. We all get frustrated. But it feels like when the wheels fall off on him, he can just really implode emotionally. JT used to be like that, and I think Bones has really calmed him down. That's why I think JT is about to go on a run. John Rahm just... I, I My piece of advice as someone that just watches him on TV, gambles on him, and roots for him, would be like someone in his life needs to tell him to just chill a little. He's better than Sergio. And Sergio's... I mean, Sergio's an all-time great player, but John Rahm won the US Open, you know, in his mid-twenties. Sergio didn't win the Masters till whatever, you know, 16, 17 years into his career. So John Rahm is going to have a more successful career than Sergio Garcia. But I, I, I think it's I think it's a fair thing to say. I, I don't think you're crazy for putting that out there. Appreciate everyone listening to the pod at GoloPod, Pod. Fire into those DMs. Get your golf question answered here on the show. Adios. <laughs>
1: The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee-wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your 5-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You know, in
0: today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card,